0: This is the Incremental Gains Podcast helping you to improve on yesterday, every day. This podcast is brought to you by Maximum Edge CIC. Maximum Edge deliver training and learning opportunities for individuals. Who are facing many barriers to progressing and achieving in life. Maximum Edge works with people in workshops and one-to-one sessions to support them to make changes in their lives so they can progress and move forward in fulfilling their full potential. They work with people in local communities and sports with the aim of investing in people, which in turn will help to strengthen communities. For more information, go to www.maximumedge.org.uk What we're going to look at in today's episode are behaviours, and directly challenging our behaviours or our displays. We're going to learn how to shift focus from thoughts, we're going to examine some common behaviours and see if you can identify similar trends or patterns in your own behaviour. We're going to learn how behaviour can influence mood, and we're going to learn how to change our behaviours, that our view of the world affects how we think, how we feel, ultimately how we behave. Remember I talked about the ABCs of a problem. This then governs your beliefs and your values and how you view the world. But then we filter that information. We generalise, we distort and we delete that information to fit our model of the world. I think we can all agree that when we actually achieve a goal or we achieve something that we've worked hard for, we feel proud, we feel good. We then feel motivated as a result. We feel physically different. Our posture changes and our state changes. All the chemicals build up inside our brains and our bodies, serotonin, dopamine, adrenaline. This shows in our body language and the cycle then continues. This then affects our thoughts, which affects feelings, emotions, body language. This also works the same with negative behaviours. For example, if you avoid a certain situation, internally you're going to know that you let yourself down. This will affect what your self-talk is going to be. You're going to be telling yourself thoughts like, I'm a coward. I knew I wouldn't be able to do that. Such as such a body was right. You're going to look for more negative evidence to support the view that you've already got. This will affect your confidence, which then will affect future behaviours when in the same situation. This then becomes part of your worldview, becomes part of your identity. You will define yourself as a person who isn't good at speaking in public, isn't good under pressure. Remember when we said in challenging unhelpful thoughts, we spoke about anxiety. We look for evidence, for evidence to support that view as the way we think we behave may not be actually the way we behave. That might not make sense, but remember, go back to the self-talk episode. Remember when I told you that the internal representation that you build up inside your mind of an event isn't entirely accurate. So the way you behave, may not necessarily be what a person on the outside looking in sees. It's just your perception. So we're going to look at an exercise. And what I want you to do, I want you to pause the recording and spend a few minutes carrying out the exercise. So to start with, I want you to complete the following scenarios by finishing the sentences with the behaviour that you will act out. They're going to ask you to think of the last time you felt a certain way or the last time you were in a certain situation. For example, the last time I was hungry, I made myself a sandwich. If it isn't a situation that you've been in before or you're unsure. Just spend a few moments thinking how you might act in that situation. Try and be as honest as you can. Remember, it isn't how you think you should act. It's about being honest. It's about how you have acted, how you would act in these scenarios. Okay, so we're gonna start. Number one, the last time I was upset with someone, I. The last time I was angry with someone, I. The last time I felt afraid, I. The last time I felt embarrassed, I. The last time I felt stressed, I. The last time I was in physical pain, I. The last time I was poorly, I. The last time I felt something was unfair, I. The last time I felt anxious, I. The last time I felt miserable, I. Now you have completed this exercise, go through the scenarios again and look to see if you can identify any patterns or repeated behaviours. Often we have a go-to behaviour that is automatic. It's a way of behaving or coping in situations that we've become used to. Were there any patterns? Did you notice anything? I'm going to list a load of behaviours now. What I want you to do, they may not be ones that you've thought about. You may not feel like they're relevant to your list. So do any of these match the behaviours yourself? Avoidance. Ignoring. Defensive anger ask someone else to do it instead running away comfort behavior i.e eating or drinking or using something or using someone to help you the behaviors i've just listed are all unhelpful in the long term each of these help to maintain a low mood or maintain anxiety We're gonna look now how to change your behaviors, what you can do instead. So we're gonna look at some common behaviors of avoidance. Avoidance is a basic human reaction, especially when it comes to motivation. We tend to move towards pleasure and we move away from pain. We avoid pain or what we perceive to be painful. So what do we mean when we say avoidance? Avoidance is ignoring or running away from a situation or asking someone else to do it instead. They all come under this category. At first, avoidance can actually seem quite positive. It seem quite a positive behaviour, removing yourself from a situation. If something makes you feel intimidated, or you don't want to do something, removing yourself from that situation can seem like a good idea at times. Avoidance is one of those safety behaviours that stops you stepping out of your comfort zone, or avoiding people or situations. You'll never try anything new. If that's what you automatically do, you're never going to change your beliefs. You're never going to change your view of the world. We continue with that fixed mindset. If we avoid these situations, we never gather that evidence that we need to enable us to change our thought patterns. Avoidance is the best friend of anxiety and depression. Every time you avoid a situation or a person, you add a little bit of evidence, a little bit of strength to your identity, and the harder it becomes to stop that pattern. So how do you behave differently? I'm afraid there's no rocket science behind this. Eventually, you're going to have to face what you're avoiding. I'll discuss a few techniques in a moment on how to do this. First, we're going to look at what does your avoidance look like? So what I'm going to do is I'm going to read through a list of behaviours that you might act out when you're avoiding I want you to look down the list. Whenever a behaviour comes to mind that you act out, just write it down on the list. So what does my behaviour look like? What does my avoidance look like? So avoidance behaviour may involve the following. Not answering the phone. Not socialising. Not doing the things you want to do. Not pushing yourself or challenging yourself. I.e. not putting yourself forward for promotion at work or to deliver a presentation, avoiding conflicts or arguments, not telling people how you feel, not confronting situations, or not thinking or talking about certain issues or events. Now from the list that I've just read out, write down which behaviours sound familiar to you. So now we're going to look at how to behave differently. So if you'd ever learned how to swim as a child, then you'll know that you don't just jump straight into the deep end and start doing front crawl. You break the task down into stages, into small achievable little steps. So we're going to take the example of swimming and we're going to break that down. What's the first thing you need to do? So I would say you need to get used to entering the water. So the first stage might be just to dip your feet in. Once you've done that a few times and become inoculated to that. That builds your confidence to move to the next stage. Next stage you might move in and just stand waist height. And as your confidence builds and your self-talk improves, you might move to submerging your shoulders. Eventually, you're going to move to splashing a bit of water on your face. And eventually, you'll submerge your whole head under the water. Now you're comfortable with being in the water, you can now learn to float. With various assistance, boys, armbands. Now, you can use this with any situation or scenario. When you break things down, it doesn't seem so bad. So let's say you're avoiding public speaking or having a conversation with your boss about a promotion or a pay rise. The first task would be to sit and visualise how you imagine in a positive way. imagine the outcome even using the techniques from the anxiety episode write down how you're going to approach the conversation and what you're going to say just prepares you then you would practice your speech just a few sentences you maybe do it on your own at first in front of the mirror then you may ask a friend or a colleague or parents just to sit in and listen to you again as confidence builds you can introduce more people to the crowd add another few sentences before you're actually reciting the whole speech into a room full of people may seem stupid and time consuming but each stage helps to reinforce these new bits of evidence that will go a long way to stopping those negative thought patterns and negative behaviours and that connection between your emotions, feelings, thoughts and behaviours. You're going to build up that confidence at each one of these stages until you come up to the last aspect, which is the final, final situation which you've been avoiding all along, is the speech or the job interview. But having used this technique, that last jump doesn't seem so harsh because it's only a small step, rather than the insurmountable task it was beforehand before you broke it down into these small little bits another technique that goes hand in hand with this is called acting as if because you simply act as if you are another person carrying out this situation or carrying out the speech someone who you would consider good at doing that speech or good at talking in public, and by changing your behaviour to copy and act as if we were someone different, you'll find that will then affect your thoughts and your feelings differently. Again, our model of the world is only our model of the world, and it can be easily influenced by just thinking outside the box or changing your perspective. Now, if you find yourself asking someone else to do something for you, stop and ask yourself what the difference is between yourself and that person. Once you have identified the key differences between you and that person, jot them down For example, they're braver than me, they've got more confidence than me, they're not scared to ask for what they want. Now what I want you to do, is think of the situation that you're avoiding. And now think of a person, who would be able to smash that situation, who would be really good at that, who would be really confident, who would hit it out the ballpark. Now write down personality traits that you believe would allow them to succeed in that situation. How would they do it differently to you? What would you notice about them? How would they walk into a room? What would the posture look like? Would they make eye contact with other people? Would they look down at the floor? What language do they use we're going to discuss in another episode how to tell what kind of learner you are whether you're an audio visual or kinesthetic learner as this is important as these lessons progress to know we all have little bits of each but to know which dominant learning style you are you'll be able then to pick up what kind of language people use You get your head around this technique and how this affects your own thoughts and your own behaviors and emotions you can get a sense of of just how much our subjective reality our model of the world is governed by our minds. Our thoughts, feelings, emotions and behaviours. These techniques can be applied to all areas of our lives. If you want to get better at a sport, find out someone who you would like to emulate. Look at their displays. How do they behave? What do they do in practice? What do they do in public? How do they carry themselves, their posture? Think of it as like cooking a recipe. Each little ingredient adds to the overall outcome. An interesting theory that I've come across when reading was in a book called Anti-Fragile by Nassim Taleb. I'm going off tangent a little bit here, But it's a really powerful idea. We can grow from disorder, from discomfort. So stepping out of our comfort zone, if we can use every situation, a bit like I said about John Kavanagh in a previous episode, you win or you learn. If we can learn something or grow from disorder, from chaos, from discomfort, there's nothing that you can't do. And there's no situation that you can't walk away from and become a better person than you were yesterday. The book's called Anti-Fragile. And it's a strange word, because the word doesn't actually exist, it's a made-up word. But the theory behind the word is if you think what well, the opposite of fragile is. So fragile, if, imagine if you have a box with fragile written on it. And you drop that box, and the thing inside, the object inside the box breaks. Now what would the opposite of fragile be? Now in the book, Nassim Taleb comes up that the opposite of fragile in most people's opinion, would be robust. However, that isn't the opposite of fragile. The opposite of fragile, the author tries to convince us, is it would be anti-fragile. Robust, you drop the box, nothing happens to it. Nassim Taleb argues that you drop the box, it breaks. Anti-fragile would be box grows from that discomfort, fixes itself and gets stronger as a result. So for example, an anti-fragile system would be the aviation industry. This has also been discussed in Black Box Thinking by Matthew Saeed. These use a closed loop method. So the end result automatically gives feedback to the beginning. So it reinforces itself. So it gets stronger as a result. So the aviation industry, an accident happens, a safety breach, and the industry, after an investigation and all that kind of stuff, actually grows safer as a result of that breach. So this is considered an anti-fragile system. Now if you think about that, when your behaviours and in your lives... How powerful is that to be anti-fragile? So if something happens to you, yes, you might get it wrong. You might be nervous. You might step out of your comfort zone. But if you can grow stronger as a result of that and become anti-fragile, then there's nothing that you can't do. There's nothing that you can't improve on. When I talk about improvement, I'm talking about improving on yourself, not improving on the person next to you or your best mate, or being better than a person at work. I'm talking about being better than yourself. So in summary, there are lots of reasons why people display various behaviours. Some people will say, oh, I'm just shy, or it's okay, I have a short temper. Very often, it's more complicated than this. We avoid situations we feel uncomfortable in, or we feel like we don't have the tools to cope. This is often combined with a low mood, and it just reinforces the negative views or beliefs you have of yourself. So where do we go to next? So now that we know our thought patterns, And we've got a better idea of our behaviours, and how to change those behaviours, how to challenge them. We're going to look at how some of our behaviours can work to our benefit. For example, when goal-setting, in certain situations, we may find ourselves either professionally or personally. We have a bias as to which behaviour we'll automatically do. And we're going to look at how we can use these positively, and how we can use these to grow. Thank you very much for listening. We'll see you next time.